what's up everybody it is wednesday night 9 p.m eastern standard time and it's your boys mike and mish with the mike and mish show what's up mike yo what is happening it's gonna be a damn good night i can already feel it it is gonna be a damn good night we got two great guests lined up for everybody coming on here right now but as always, we got to give love to the ones that put the money in our account and keep us going to these events and covering this sport. We love them all. Let's start off with the greatest commercial in the history of mortgages. Norcom Mortgage and Michael Mish are delivering the American dream to those who serve America, helping veterans obtain the dream of home ownership. They offer programs that include no money down, no first time home buyer requirement, 100% cash out refinances rehab loans they can help you purchase a home purchase a condo refinance an existing mortgage create a dream home with rehab loan to learn more visit www.michaelmish.norcommortgage.com or call 860-884-2103 you heard it here first folks to learn more you need to hit up Mike Mish, one of the top 1% mortgage brokers in the entire country, 860-884-2103, Norcom Mortgage with Michael Mish. Hit him up and let him make your dreams of home ownership come true. You see it on Mike and I's uh, shirts and everything here. Guerrilla Warfare Apparel. You got the hat. You got the shirts. Go to GuerrillaWarfareApparel.com. Use promo code Mike and Mish. Get 15% off your total purchase. Buy some of their cool shit. They have a lot of great cool clothes. They're super comfortable. They fit great. And they're lacing all these fighters up. They're taking care of a lot of fighters in this sport as well. So Guerrilla Warfare Apparel. Thank you very much. We got condemned. Condemned labs, condemned laboratory supplements, muscle supplements. You guys got fat burners, pre-workouts, uh, anything you need, go to condemnedlabs.com. Use Mike and Mish promo code, get 10% off your purchase. My boy Kyle Buckley tried, shout out to Kyle, tried the uh, pre-workout the other day. He said it was absolute fire. He's just going to dump the fucking trash that he was taking before. And he's going to buy some of this shit and use our promo code. So shout yeah. out to him. Thank you, Kyle Buckley. You're the man uh bk bet shark man he cleaned house at that last last event he only got one wrong that dude really certainly did he really lined his pockets after that one so if you're not following him already go to bk bet shark on instagram his information to his uh packages and stuff is in his bio on instagram hit him up and follow him because the dude's making money he obviously knows what the hell he's doing when he's batting on bare knuckle fighting and of course we got Bare Knuckle Corn Snacks, that is out. I go to What's Poppin' Corn Snacks on Instagram. Uh, go to their website, What's Poppin' Corn Snacks. Check out all their fucking awesome flavors. If you like popcorn and if you like a variety of flavors, they're the ones for you. Yeah, they got a lot of stuff. There they are, man. Oh, dude, we have a great show for you guys tonight. We got a returning champion coming on in a little bit, but we had a guy that went to war in London this past weekend, a bloody war. And man, oh man, this is one of those one of the most craziest back and forth fights I yeah. think I've ever seen in any in any sport, any combat sport. We're gonna bring him on. We're gonna talk about this shit because it was absolutely freaking nuts. And as soon as it was over, I was like, man, I gotta hit this dude up. And the and the thing is, I always I always hesitate to ask the guys that live in London to come on the show because it is two o'clock in the morning right there, and we appreciate him for coming on here. But obviously, he's a night owl. So let's go ahead and bring him on. 
Chaz, bad news, Wasserman, victorious at BKFC 37. Was that Mike? 37? Yes. 37 yeah. in London this past weekend. Here we go. Chaz, what's up, dude? Yo. Guys, what's happening? How you guys doing? Fantastic. Oh, we're, doing, we're doing great, man. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for getting up. But Thanks like for you, having me. Yeah, absolutely. Like you heard me say in that little intro for you, dude. This fight, like <laughs> we got to talk about, we're going to talk about this for a second, but before we do, um, you're originally from South Africa and you moved to London, correct? Yes. Yes. Now, when, when you were uh, down in, in South Africa, were you, um, did you ever run into our buddy, Jeremy Smith, who is also a BKFC fighter? Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. We've got a, we've got a bit of a, um, uh, a bit of a history somewhat. Uh, let's just say, um, it's just that we're not the best of friends. We don't oh. exactly eye to eye. Oh, well, then that why is it... this? Well, hold on a second. What happened here? <laughs> it's 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 quite a, a bit of a backstory, though. Uh, you know, needless to say, just uh, is a let's just say there's bad blood. There bad you go. Blood. Well, that yeah. meant you know what that answers a question that I had dialed in in my back pocket waiting fun, because gonna... you can bring that question up because i'm happy to answer it yeah i was gonna say could we possibly see a pit he fights at 185 to 205 as well that's Looks my like... weight that's my weight damn bring dude that, bring that motherfucker on man any day of the week bring that bitch on i'm gonna show you what i'm gonna do to him Woo! Okay. yeah i love <laughs> all it all right ladies and gentlemen this is bad right. news Wasserman. like hey Thanks for coming on and, and 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 thanks for giving us that right there. So you you've got a background in boxing, you've got a background in MMA, you've been fighting your whole life. You're an athlete, obviously. You're a big, strong dude. You go in there and you make your BKFC debut this past weekend in London against uh Cedric Cedric Severak. Cedric Severak. Dude, it looked like you were gonna clean him out early, right? Talk a little Bro, bit about how so tough crazy. this fucking dude is. So fucking crazy. Like, first of all, like, I, I got to, like, you listen, hats off to that guy because, uh, I, you know, to be fair, I got to be honest, I think I underestimated him a bit, you know. Um, I think uh, I didn't give him enough credit, but I'll tell you something. I, I hit that guy with bombs that would have put most guys away. And I can tell you that. I know, especially I think you saw after in the first round, I, I caught him with a clean left hook. Yeah. And um, I mean, that in itself would have put many guys, like, to sleep and uh, would have put them out. And, and the dude got up. Obviously, you know, he had jelly legs. So I was like, okay, cool. Listen, the boy's got hot. You know, the guy's got hot. So, uh, you know, let me try and finish him off early. Obviously, then dropped him again. You know, I caught him with an overhand. Then I was like, okay, sweet. There's no way he's getting up from that. And uh, the dude just kept on getting up. I was like, no ways. Um, and then, yeah, I dropped him again in the third time in, 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 the, in the first round. I was like, this dude, he, he's got a heart of a line. And uh, he's definitely got a chin. I must be honest, I was very surprised that he got up, first of all, from that left hook. But uh, to take all three and still see out the round, I was very, very, very impressed. And I, I want to say that the third one was the one that, like, really bloodied him up. You were battering him with the first two knockdowns. But yeah. like when, when you hit him with the third knockdown and he went down to his hands and he stood his head up, he was, like, pouring. He was draped in yeah, blood. Yeah, no, you point. covered. I know. And I knew. I think that's when I split. I think it was either his forehead or his... his uh, He's uh, he's lip. I think that's where you split him, yeah. Dude, so you come out there, right? You you come out there in the second round, you drop him again, right? You hit him with another left hook, drops him again. You're thinking you're you're in cruise control at this point, and the and the damn dude just keeps getting up. 
he makes it out of that second round and like what's going through your brain at that point you are you thinking like what the fuck do i actually got to do to get this guy out of here right <laughs> yeah no no definitely at this point i was like okay cool well listen i mean i, I know i've hurt him i know i know i've got him now i know he's not going to come out too strong um or he's either going to try and come out too strong because i mean that's all he's got left um, but I knew he was hurt, obviously. So I knew I needed to go in on the in the in the second round and uh, and try and finish him off, which um, which I did. I caught him again, which he took. Uh, I, I mean, I, I threw such a, a big left hook, which he 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 ended up he I dropped him with, um, and then he came back from that though, and he just came back firing, and I was like, okay, shit, okay, this is def- this is going to be a war now. This is this is a dog fight though. You know, he's he's come to fight. He's fit. He's, um, you know, he's, he's obviously experienced. I mean, he's got about 20-odd, 28 fights, like, you know, behind him. So, I mean, he's definitely a veteran. So, he's, he, he's been in the deep end before. But, um, like I said, I, I underestimated that. And uh, after, I think, landing the first couple big shots and, and how he took it, I was like, okay, this is this is definitely going to be a dogfight now. I'm in for a war, you know. Man. I, I don't think you underestimate him, to be honest. I feel like if anyone knocks somebody down that way, not once, not twice, but three times, I feel like that any person would get some some kind of a confidence level. Like, ah, eh, it's going to be over soon, right? <laughs> okay, you want to know what I was doing while I was watching the fight? And this is really funny because yeah. you're in there battling out and I'm folding close. That's what I was doing. <laughs> I was folding close, standing yeah. up. Five feet in front of my television, like, oh shit, oh my god! Now it's like this is over, you know. And I'm like folding my clothes, like, ah, oh, this can be over any second, you know. So hey, I thought it was over too, man. I don't know. Well, I literally, I gotta be honest with you. I swear to God, I swear to God. Like, I mean, I caught him because I don't know if you saw. Obviously, that first because I took a big right hand in order to catch him with the left. So I, I, I like, I honestly, I, I took that. Uh, I weathered that right hand and I caught him. I clipped him with the left hand. But as it was so weird because as I caught him, I caught him so clearly that I looked. Uh, that's where it's my, my it split open. Yeah. Um, I, rem- I remember seeing my 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 knuckles split open. I was like, no way. That was just that was just it was flush. <laughs> it was just as clean as it gets. And um, yeah, I, I was like, it's it's over. In my head, I was like, no way. It's over. He's not getting up from that. There's no way. Um, and he did. The dude did. Yeah, it was it was fucking nuts. And like going into the later rounds, after you after you knock him down four times in, in two rounds, and you know, are you thinking to yourself, all right, do I keep the pedal to the metal here? Do I pull it back a little bit because I'm exerting a lot of energy trying to get this guy out of here and he's obviously a fucking zombie? <laughs> the Terminator. No, yeah. uh, for for real, no. Um, I think you know, after the, the second round, I was like, okay, cool. Listen, let me, my, my whole thing was, I didn't want to, like you said, exert too much energy. I was like, okay, cool. Let me box clever. Let me, let me box a bit. I've got to go back to boxing. Okay. Obviously, you know, I, I, this is going to be a war. I don't want to explode too much. And then like, you know, be caught with something silly. Um, so I was like, okay, let me just go back to boxing and let me just try and, you know, pick my punches and then, uh, you know, choose the right time to obviously go in fast and hard. Um, but yeah, in the later rounds, the third round, that's what I did. But he ended up coming back though. You know, he started like I think that's how did he got his second breath of some sort somewhere, but uh, he started coming back and throwing. Uh, I don't know if it was in the third or the fourth round he caught me with an overhand, uh, which actually wobbled me, which you saw, um, and and then that got me on my back foot, um, and then you know it hurt me. Um, I, I yeah, didn't feel oh, yeah, he 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 scored a that had to be the knockdown, right? He knocked well, you down. You know, I mean, they said it was a knockdown, but if you watch the fight clearly again, and you know what happened was he wobbled me, 
and I clinched him. I, I went into a clinch, and he had pushed me over, and I'd fallen. Mm. But they counted it as a knockdown. Yeah. But if you watch the fight again, you'll see clearly what happened. Man, it was wild, and he and he. I think it was the third round that he popped your ear, and like that. Yeah, that, I, think, that no, I think was it the third. I think yeah. so. But that, that's also what put me off balance. I've got to be Maybe, honest because yeah. once my ear went, I was like quite off balance. Um, it, it definitely it took my balance off for a bit. So that's why I was like, okay, cool. I was like trying to find my feet. I don't know if you watched the fight. Uh, so I was just trying to find my feet. You know, I was, I was in between southpaw and orthodox, trying to find a bit of stability while I was trying to box and keep him away. What is the ear looking like right now? Did they have to stitch that thing back together, staple it back together? Because it was uh, pre- yeah, it was man, pretty well split, man. I, uh, I don't know if you can see that. Can you even see it? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't uh, look bad at all. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's brilliant. It looks amazing now. Uh, not not too long after the event, obviously, I went I went to hospital, and uh, funny enough, I had, a, I had a surgeon come in, and they sorted it out really quickly. They did an amazing job. It looks good as new. Dude, yeah. the, the the clip of <laughs> of Severak <laughs> seeing your ear is pretty funny. Yeah, he's gross. He's like kind of like, hey, what's up? Good fight, you know? Oh, and he was like, he stopped, and then he was like, oh. he points at it. He goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Mark Perry still took a screenshot of it and posted it. Yeah. That shit was crazy. Now, in the comments section, we got Big Ben, one of the biggest BKFC fans in the world. He says his other favorite part of the entire fight is seeing you after you won and you actually look disappointed in the win. (laughs) He was like... (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I was was just tired, man. I've got to be honest with you. I just, I think I was like, I was surprised. I was shocked. Not that I was shocked because I knew I was ahead in points. I knew I was. And I knew mm-hmm. obviously dropped him a few times, um, but I just think I was just like I just wanted to get, you know, I just wanted to get out of there. I've got to be honest with you. I was just like I was, I was in pain. I was like I just want to go get sorted out. I was tired. Well, after your first two rounds, it was like mathematically impossible for him to win on the scorecards unless he knocked you down several times the way yeah, you yeah. knocked him down because you were coming out of the first round with a 10-6, yeah. three knockdowns. And then a 10-8 in the second, yeah. he, w- he was battling a gigantic uphill battle, not just a gigantic guy in front of him, but like a, a fucking uphill battle that most fighters can <laughs> cannot come back from. So, I mean, 47-44 on, on all three cards. I'm like, because my dumb ass was thinking it was a 10-7 in the first round. Like, I'm yeah, thinking 10-7, though. Right, right. And and then I'm like 4744. 4, how the fuck they get that math? And then I and then I figured it out. Like obviously it was a 10-6 in the first round. I'm like, my yep. my I forgot the, yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah. about the third knockdown. I had I had it written down as a 10-7. But anyways, uh, dude, you I, I'm sure you won over the bosses, right? BKFC, yeah. they love these kind of fights, they love these bloody back and forth wars, they love dudes no, that right. could take oh, a punch. And you know what? I enjoyed it. I felt good as well. Like, it was no real point there, which I felt like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. I mean, if, you know, yes, obviously, at that stage, you know, guys are throwing its hands. Like, you, you get a bit gassed. But, um, you know, I was still on my feet. I don't know if you saw. I was moving laterally. I was moving in and out. So, like, you know, I felt like I, I had control of the fight. I knew I was ahead on points. I just had to see, the, see it to the end, really. You know, that's obviously he was just going to come out balling, you know, throwing all kinds of things. So, I just had to keep him at bay with my jab. Like I said in my interview, really just go back to boxing, use that jab, keep him at bay, at bay, and that was it. Yeah, it was it was well done, dude. It was definitely well done. 
Oh, I enjoyed it. Like, it was fun. It was good to get those rounds in. I mean, I'm, I'm glad it didn't really end in the first round or the second round. To be to be honest with you, because that's that's something, you know, you can't really, you can't pay for, you can't buy. It's just the getting that experience, that round in that, you know, and it was great. I absolutely loved it. I mean, I've got good feedback from all, all the bosses or, um, and, and from everybody, which is good. I'm glad um, everybody in the States, a whole lot of people like, you know, they really enjoyed the fight. And that's what it's about. It's an entertainment sport, you know. I'm just glad that you guys enjoyed it. Everybody enjoyed it. And that, that's what the people want to see. You know, people want to see you guys go toe to toe. You know, I'm not about, I'm not one of those fighters. I'll tell you that. I'm not one of those, you know, I'm just going to like circle for points. It's not boxing at the end of the day. You know, I'm in there to, to, to get a job done. And uh, I'm in there to obviously, you know, uh, give people a good fight and a, and a good show. And hey, coming from a boxing and then an MMA background, what'd you think about the two minute rounds? It was kind of nice to be only in there for two minutes and then have oh, another quick great. break, right? Great. It's actually, it's weird though, because obviously like, you know, boxing is, is three minutes and then the MMA is five minutes. So being in there with the two minutes, is, I mean, you're guaranteed explosive, you're guaranteed um, fireworks, but yeah, it's, it's, it's different. But that being said, it's also, it's a, it's a different kind of feeling when you get hit. You know what I mean? It's real. It's different when the gloves come off. And you, and you showed us the, uh, the nicked up hands, the, the knuckles there, but how are the hands overall? Not too bad coming off the first bare knuckle fight? swollen man they're still a bit swollen but it's not too bad you know it's not too, like i said it's just a it was obviously a bit when i caught him but otherwise it's not too bad the swelling's gone down a bit but uh yeah no it's 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 okay nothing broken at least i was i was glad about that dude well at the beginning of this we brought up jeremy smith right you've yeah. got this win Jeremy Smith is obviously on the up and up he's been winning and winning and winning so it's well, going to be a couple of fights i think Say that again. How many? He's had two or three fights, no? Uh, uh, I think he is. Uh, I off the top of my head, yeah, I think he's four and yeah. oh. I think I think I saw him. He's in the top five. Yeah. Yeah. So you would probably have to fight at least once or twice before yeah. you get up there, right? Because yeah. he's he's right now. He's probably looking for a shot, like a Ooh. you know number yeah. one contender spot for yeah. the title at this point. Yeah. However. It's just in reach. I mean, the way that BKFC is, it's so like young. There's not too yeah. many fighters. There's not like it's not like he's he's got twenty something fights and you just yeah. started. I mean, you're not yeah. far behind him. And if yeah. you can grab a couple of fights uh, soon, uh, uh, like I said, you know, I'm gonna sit with my coaches, with my team, and then we're gonna have a chat with the bosses. And uh, we, you know, we've got a few names in mind. And obviously, you know, I'm I'm about I'm about the big fights. I'm not sure to obviously, you know, I'm, I'm I know who I am. <laughs> And, uh, you know, like you guys also, I'm an exciting fighter. And, and it's, at the end of the day, it's, what's, it's what uh, the people want to see. But, yeah, I know I know how it works. And um, I'm happy to obviously have another fight or two. But uh, as long as he knows I'm coming for him, because I am. And that's if there's ever one if there's one name on the roster that I'm coming for, it's Jeremy Smith. Man, get that. You want that <laughs> South Carolina title. I mean, South, South, South Africa, sorry, title there. What, uh, who... You said you have some names in mind. Can you share a couple of these names? People I mean, that you're interested in? We'll see how things go. I mean, there's a few guys. There's uh, um, the Christie's fighting now in, um, in, in I think it's on the 29th of, of April. We'll see who's fighting. That's that Holmes, isn't it? Um, like I said, there's a few guys like this. But um, needless to say, I mean, it's a stacked division. It's a strong division. Um, and yeah, I'm only here to fight the best of the best. So... Honestly, whoever they give me next, I'm I'm happy to face. And then after that, I just want to start facing names. 
Yeah, well, the Jeremy Smith thing has me very, very interested. I, 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 I don't know. I don't. You don't need to open up about what that, beef. That, that's like. a, tell you right now. That is, that's a sellout. That whether we have it in the states or we have it in South Africa, because everybody knows that there's bad blood there, and everybody knows like everybody wants to see that fight. And wow. I'll tell you, buddy, that's a fight everybody wants to see. Where's the yes. bad blood come from? Are we allowed to know? Uh, it's just a history, you know, of, of, of backgrounds and people and things. And you know what? If that fight does does happen, I'm gonna I'll I'll release the story about it and I'll come out with the actual background and I'll release the, the, the background and the story. All right, all right, cool, man. Cool, cool. Well, dude, uh like we said, I saw the fight, I watched the event, and the one guy that like I thought we need to talk to you right away because it was an exciting ass fight. The broke the busted open ear was fucking insane. The guy you fought is out of his mind. Um, the knockdowns, the scorecard, like, when you score see card, somewhere like that, thing, it's nuts. Man. Yeah, it's just back and forth. What a war! It was loved. <laughs> it, it was it was what all, all of us bare knuckle fans like love to see. So awesome. it was fantastic. Great job in your debut. Thank before you so we, before we let you go, you are. Hey, before we let you go, you are bad news, right? Your nickname is bad news. We usually play some sort of game. We do a, a something with our, our fighters. Now, I don't, I, I honestly don't know if you're going to get any one of these right, but I can't, <laughs> I got, all right. It, th- we're going to play a game called what's the bad news, right? And I'm just going to show, we're going to show you four pictures okay. and they all have something to do with the words bad news. And let me see if you know what any of them are. All right, here all right, we bitch. go. Our best. Let's let's start off with this movie poster. What's the bad news? What is that movie? Oh, what is the bad news? Oh, I can't say I know that one. I can't oh, say. Oh, here we go. Here's your answer. It is the bad news bears, man. You gotta oh check my out that at the bottom. What is <laughs> all right? Number two. Here we go. Ready, Mike? I am ready. What's the bad news? Who is this? <laughs> if you yeah. get this, I'll fucking die. <laughs> the only bad news is the pants he's wearing, but I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> Those are very bad news. Yes. The answer is... Bad news, Brown. <laughs> 1980s WWF wrestler, bad news, Brown. Amazing. All right, here we go. Number three... Who is this guy? Bad news something, but I don't know his name. No. Yeah, yeah. He is Christian Bad News Bra- uh, Baya. And he's Baya. a he's a glory kickboxer. Let me get this thing okay. out of the way. He's a glory, uh, glory kickboxer. He's a kickboxer. He's for glory. Glory. <laughs> yeah. And the last one. Here we go, Mike. Come on. I've got to get one here. Oh, what? That's the bad. bad news. Oh? Say it again. Bad company, isn't it? No, that is not bad company, bad, my friend. Oh, no, is the band, band, bad company? But that's about it. You had half of it right. You had I'm half right. Bad this news. Was, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you this one. They are just called bad news. Oh, is this bad news? <laughs> Look how gorgeous. Look at them. <laughs> Look at those guys. You how know, about that? Supposedly, those guys' bad news are like the first. Uh, wh- what do you call it? a satire, a sat, sat- satirical fucking oh, metal band? Satirical, satirical. That's what it is. They were they they were the first satire metal band making oh, fun no of fucking. No way. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Bef- 
before Spinal Tap, supposedly. I don't know. I looked it up. When when we so Kyle made this earlier, right? And then we were talking about it before the show. He's like, "You think he's going to get any of this right?" And I was like, "The only reason why I think that he's not is because I'm not sure what from like American culture, like television culture, what you watch. You know, you're in South Africa and yeah. then you move to London. Like, so I don't know what transitions. Definitely, yeah, it's definitely we don't get that kind. Of, it's very different, you know. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But it is it's very different though. But uh listen, A for effort, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good try, dude. Thank you for coming on the show. We're gonna give you a minute to just say whatever you want to say, call out whoever you want to call out, thank whoever you want to thank, and then we'll let you get out of here because it's super late where you're at. First and foremost, obviously, guys, amazing, great show. Thank you so so much for having me. I appreciate it. Um, guys, I said what I said. Uh, it is what it is. I'm ready for whoever, whenever. Um, thank you to all my supporters, um, here and wide America, all you guys, thank you so much for all the support and all the love I've been getting from you guys. And, uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you so, so much. Looking forward to being back in that uh, squared circle and I just can't wait to do it again. Fantastic job, dude. We can't wait to see you back in there. Mike, you got anything else for him? Ah, thank you so much. And like Kyle said, we can't wait to see you get back in there and maybe it'll be in the state soon. So that'd be <laughs> awesome. That's the, that's the aim. Mark, Carl, thank you so much, guys. Take it easy, thank brother. You. Have a good one. There he is, dude. Chad Wasserman. Yeah. Bad news. Bad news, Wasserman. That motherfucker, he's a big, strong power hitter. You just happen to run into a guy that can take those shots pretty much better than fucking anybody we've seen. <laughs> yeah, it is so crazy, though, because I, I for real, like, you know when you're watching a fight and then you've decided now, like, this fight's over? That's yeah. where I was in my mind. I was like, oh, this is, this is done. He's got this fight in the bag. It's all over. Like, that guy's – because when he – when Chaz hit him, that, you know, that was so loud. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. And that dude fell, and he was like – he looked like he was on another planet. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I was yeah. like, I don't know if he's going to last much longer. And then he got knocked, knocked down again. And I was like, nah, this is over. Next thing you know, we're in the third round. And we know what happened there. I was like, holy shit, this is insane. You know, I don't think I folded one thing after that. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I watched it again today. It was an ultra freaking, it was an ultra entertaining fight. It's it's exactly, that was a great event. Uh, Like the event was good. The co-main was was really good. The, The feature fight before that was really good. The main event Connor Turney versus Jake Lindsay. We we know Jake really well. We haven't had Connor on the show yet. Always, yeah. it's always, it's always the time I'm difference that fucks us up. On. We we were supposed to have him on like a few times now, and it was always a time thing. But Connor's a phenomenal fighter. He's a phenomenal fighter. You know, maybe pound for pound, one of the best out of the UK, if yep. not the best out of the UK. And when we had Jake Lindsay on the on the show, like I don't know, six or eight months ago, we asked him, "What, what do you think about you getting a win?" Connor Turney doesn't have anything going on. You you get a fight with with uh Connor Turney, and he was excited. He was like, "Fuck yeah, let's go, let's go. That's a great matchup. It's a great matchup." And I thought so back then, and it was. They matched up so well, man. Like not just like size and length wise. Like they they it was just like styles make fights. And uh, Connor was the more technical fucking shot. You know, you know, uh, picking his shots more cleanly, and but 
Jake was just humming the fucking right hand that eventually closed it out. And it was two to two going into that fifth round. Yep. And uh that's what man, I good congrats congrats for to Jake for that fucking to go over there, walk out to a rain of booze. Yeah, you know, yeah. embrace the fucking villain and br- embrace the um the heel role uh, of yeah, he's not a heel at all. He's like a he's, super nice guy. Yeah, he's like the, he was cool as he's like a the, like the super coolest guy ever. But he was okay with it, man. He went in there and nothing rattled him, and uh, he kept his composure. They went into the fifth, and then he did his damn thing, and he and he got out of there. Now the stoppage could have been a little, I don't know. You know, you know, you never know. You don't want to question these these ju- the the referees. They're doing their job, and they're and they're and they're making the decision for the safety of the fighter. That is always the number one job for them. But I yep. really, I really thought that they probably could have let Connor go a little bit longer. And who knows, maybe Jake would have knocked him down 30 seconds later or 10 seconds later, but we don't ever know. You know what I mean? This was the first time we've ever really, I mean, he has a loss on his record, but in the BKFC, we haven't seen him have to face like real true adversity. He did get knocked down against Jeremiah Riggs, but he got right back up from that and fought back. Well, um, I, yeah, man, so I was super impressed that fight. Uh, I had the the first round was kind of slow, right? Mm-hmm. They're filling each other out. There was not a lot of shots thrown and stuff. So for that first round, even though there wasn't too much going on, I did feel like Jake Lindsay did a little bit more, just a little bit to get that 10-9, right? He had some good shots in there. Connor did land a couple shots, but I feel like Jake Lindsay landed more and some good body shots when they got in the clinch. So I gave him that round. Then we had the knockdown, right? So therefore he takes the lead. Then the momentum shifted and then mm-hmm. Connor gets the knockdown. Mm-hmm. So the boom, that takes away the second round for Jake. Then fourth round, Connor definitely won that round too. Right? So now, now I felt also Dead that even. it was tied, right? Dead even. And now we're about a minute, almost a minute into the fifth and he drops Connor. So now he's up 10, eight for that round. You got about a minute left in the round. I also didn't see what the ref saw. I thought that Connor got up. He got up. He used the ropes a little bit to get up, but he got up and I felt like, okay, he can continue. It's first of all, there's a minute left. It's a title contention bout. Yeah. We know these guys are both good fighters. I felt like he, to me, from my point of view, looked pretty good to fight. You know, he's got a minute left. It was kind of a tough sell for the rest of the fight. Like to think like Connor would have to come in there and knock him down for the tie. If my scorecards or were knock correct, him out, right. Or knock him out for the win, which would have been an awesome one minute left. I mean, he would if have he knocked him down for the tie, Mike, we would have saw a six round a fucking six, fight in London right. again. Exactly. And it would have been absolutely incredible. I, and I think he could do that too, because so Connor Tierney, his first, like you said, he fought Riggs in his first fight, which was kind of like a last minute, uh, I think like a 10-day notice thing for Riggs. And Riggs is a dog, right? So that was a good fight. But Connor did piece him up a little bit, pick him apart in that fight. But Riggs had like not really any time to prepare for it. The second fight, he fought a brawler, a maniac in Joe Elmore, a guy who comes forward, also wants to fucking just brawl. You know what I mean? He just wants to fucking throw hands and just... That's it. He, he, we know yeah. who he is. We know Joe Elmore. If you know, know who Joe Elmore. Elmore is, he's ready for violence at all times. <clears throat> so this was, in my opinion, the first technical striker that uh, Tierney 
has faced in BKFC, you yeah, know? And then, so, and to be honest, I mean, I, I thought, I thought Turney did really well. Like most of the time he was looking like he was going to edge it out after that second round. You know what I mean? He got yeah. that momentum and it looked like he was doing better in those two rounds than Jake was doing in the first two. So it seemed as though like he was going to kind of carry that out. And Jake said, uh, uh-uh, no way, not, not, not in my pl- uh not my world sir i am taking this fight and i'm taking that title shot which is absolutely crazy like that that was awesome and i got yelled at because i was like in my kitchen you know and i'm 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 like oh my god i cannot believe oh and then my daughter's like why are you yelling dad why are you yelling again she's repeating I words yeah why i'm doing uh, i'm like well you know i can't handle myself sometimes i'm like a child well you know what Tell them the earmuff it, man. Yeah, what you the know, hell? sometimes it sometimes you gotta say some shit in front of your kids because it leads to funny shit going on later on in like later on at night when you're putting your kid to bed and like your eight year old says, Daddy, check out my niece. Look at my niece. And I look at his knees, I go, What the hell's that? He goes, It's all from pricker bushes. He goes, Look at my hands. Look at this fucking shite. And I about piss my pants fucking laughing. And I go, What did you say? He goes, Look at this fucking shite. And as I'm laughing, my wife hears me laughing and she's like, what did you say? That's that's just like saying it regular. And he's like, but it wasn't in English, mom. And I'm like, yeah, it really was in English. It was just an accent, my friend. What are you doing, Mike? I'm typing. Well, I'm OK. To you. All right. Well, hey, I, I need you to come back for a second because yeah. I don't know if dad's coming on. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Trying to get in touch with him. Well, I already tried. I've tried like five fucking times. Well, so. unbelievable. No, Unacceptable. I mean, I've already been doing that. Like while the show's been going on, I've been messaging with him and I, I can't get him on here. So why don't we do this? Why don't we bring in the big boys from fucking extreme BK fan page, right? These guys are the, the shit, man. These guys are the biggest fans of the BKFC out there other than Big Ben, of course. No offense to you, Big Ben. I know you've been here since day motherfucking zero. But these guys are awesome. They got this incredible page. They're showing up to all these events. They're hooking up fighters. They're helping out people. They're, and, and, they, and they hit us up. And they said, hey, we got these two tickets to, uh, to the Delray Beach event. And we want to do something cool with you guys because we love your show. And, uh, you know, we, we'd like to do something with you guys. So I don't know if they were going to just give us the tickets, but, you know, we're going to we're going to absolutely bring these guys on. We're going to talk to them for a minute about yes. um, their fandom for the BKFC and the, the greatest combat sport on the planet. And then we're going to uh, we're going to get to giving away two tickets to the Delray Beach event, BKFC 39, headlined by Datwin. And Daniel Strauss, former Bellator champ, two-time Bellator champion, Daniel Strauss, unbelievable fight card, many more other than that fight. But let's go ahead and bring these guys on. We got Russ, we got Country, BKF, uh, Extreme BK fan page, creators and owners. Here they are. What's up, fellas? What's up? Welcome to the show. You know, you don't look like that win. No, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit different. <laughs> no, nah, like him. Hey, so uh, you guys reached out to us, and we actually got to meet these guys down in Myrtle Beach for the first time, right? At uh, where the hell was that? Where's the fucking weigh-ins at? South Carolina, Bar Louie. 
Bar Louie. Louis. We got to meet these guys at Bar Louie. Bar Louie. Bar Louie. Bar Louie. Bar Louie. Hey, so tell us a little bit about this. When did you guys start? Like, uh, I'm assuming you guys have been combat sports fans for forever. I'm, I'm imagining. If you guys are diehards like you are right now, I'm imagining you guys were boxing and MMA fans prior. But tell us uh, what got you hooked on Bare Knuckle? What made you make this page? And, um, what got you to where you are right now? Basically, I got to thank Corey Rivera, our boy. Um, we both work for the same company. Um, we're both managers, and we happen to be in the same office. We got a TV. So just one day, uh, Corey's like, yo, you got to check this shit out. This shit's like crazy. It's crazy. Bare knuckle boxing. I never heard of it before. <laughs> and he happened to find a uh, a YouTube video. I think it was like the the best knockouts. And like day one, I called Country. I was like, "Yo, whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing. Come check this shit out. This shit's ridiculous." And we just became a fan from there. Yeah, we've been hooked since day one. I mean, the fights are just so much more exciting. It's crazy. Let me really ask you: had, It really had is. you guys had you guys been to live events prior to you going to a BKFC event? Like boxing or MMA or anything like that? Yeah, I've been to a couple boxing events. I went to one, one UFC event with my father. I took my father. He's a big, huge UFC fan. I mean, me and Country, we grew up in UFC from Tank Abbott was my favorite fighter. I don't know about him, but Tank Abbott was my favorite fighter. So you don't go way cry. back. Don't cry. <laughs> yeah, so it just, it just built up from there. But – uh but yeah, I mean, we didn't even know this was a thing, and as soon as we seen it, we was like, "Yo, this is this is ridiculous. This is gonna be the next the next biggest thing." <laughs> yeah, that was gonna be the question because, like, like Mike and I have said this on the show so many times, dude, that we we we've been to MMA event. We've been like we live near uh, Mohegan Sun, so Bellator's always at Mohegan Sun. So we've oh, I've been to a fucking a whole bunch of Bellator events, but we've also been to reality fights over there. Uh, UFC lion in Boston, yeah, lion lion fights, uh, glory kickboxing at Foxwoods, boxing. I've been to ESPN boxing, right? Yep. So, so me and him, like, we've been to a bunch of combat sports, and we decide that you know what, we're we're gonna apply for. Uh, we we start this podcast, and then we're gonna apply for uh, media credentials for Knucklemania One, thinking like. How do you even get fucking media credentials? I asked actually asked my my boy Ben Field from Cage Cage Wars. Uh, shout out to him. He's like, just go on the fucking website and apply, dude. It's that easy. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so right. I, fucking, I go in there, but it's not that easy. You need to have like you have to have a platform. You got to have some sort of media outlet. You got to have some like I, I had to send some like links to like shit a resume. You, yeah, you got to. It's not really a resume. They want to they want to see like a few links to shit that yeah. you've done. To, to it's like your it's like your podcast resume though, right? You know your media so, resume. So we we get the approval, and then Mike and I go down there. It's like this big deal for us. It was like the coolest fucking thing we were doing. Like we're going down to an event as media now. Wow. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. No, like, to I be honest, <laughs> not Confused. a fucking clue. We didn't have microphone. We like we didn't have shit. It was just like. <laughs> but anyways, we go down there. We do we do put out some content. We did our thing, but it was the the moment that we got into the event and the first fight started in front of us and we we heard the crack 
and like oh man the two of us like looked at each other like this is unbelievable <laughs> we're like yo this is so much different than it is on TV. like we watched we watched bkfc obviously yeah. on like a screen right we, we had no idea what the live experience was like and then we not we the thought, same not the same yeah we, we tell everybody bro you you gotta go to a live event it's like it's unbelievable Mind-driven. unbelievable Absolutely. I mean, we we already love BKFC just just from watching the uh, the events, and then as soon as I saw it, I I downloaded the app. I mean, fifty dollars for a whole year of seeing nothing but awesome fights. It was it was a no brainer. So we downloaded it, and I think we took like the whole weekend. We was like watching them, streaming it, pop pop pop, fight after fight, and then uh, we seen the. Reggie Barnett fight come on uh, BKFC 32. Just happened to be in Orlando, right in our our backyard. backyard. So I was like, "Yo, we we got to go to this fight." So I mean, we went there and just I mean, the fighters are are awesome. I mean, Lorenzo Hunt's walking through the crowd. Big Ben's walking through the crowd. I mean, it was amazing. You know what I mean? It's from a fan standpoint. Crazy! I felt like I was five years old. I probably aggravated the hell out of country and shit because I was like, I was like, yo, it's fucking Mike Perry over there. Yo, get a yeah. picture, get a picture. Yep. All this fucking, I mean, everybody. The whole slaughterhouse gang was there walking. The around. whole slaughterhouse gang. Ryan Perez. I mean, shout out to Ryan Perez. He's one of the fucking best managers that we've met. <laughs> oh, and by the way, you had the Shady Grady incident happen at that. Shady Grady, yeah, that's, that's entertaining. Right? Grady is one of our boys. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we hooked him up with tickets to the South Carolina event that we went to. Him and uh, Jacoby, he was sitting yep. at the table and stuff. So, yeah, every event we tried to get him to come. He's he's a riot. He's cool as fuck. You also got to see what won the the mission accomplished fight of the year. Travis oh, yeah. Thompson and, uh, yeah. and David Diaz, man. What, yeah, what that was the banger right there. Hell yeah. That was a great night. That was a great What's night. What's crazy was after the fight, David Diaz, I mean, his busted to oblivion and he's just walking through the crowd hanging out taking pictures i mean he looked like he should have been in the hospital you know what you I mean? <laughs> blood still dripping out of his eye taking and pictures he's in a suit, hanging out with everybody taking pictures i'm like yo this is amazing i have a good video that i never released of him standing on a chair and <laughs> i forget what he was yelling like are you entertained or are you not right. entertained he was yelling right. something like that were you I'm there he was that yeah, and he was just screaming and screaming, and I was like, I have it on camera and never released it. That's something I need to go back and grab that and throw it out as like a reel or something because it he was just bleeding all over the place, just screaming at everybody in the right. crowd. And I was like, all right. Dude, do you remember what I said to you, Mike, after interviewing him that night? The smell? I could I could not <laughs> get I couldn't get the smell of blood like out of my sinuses for the rest of the night because when we're doing the interview, he's like, you know, he's like right here. Yeah. And he didn't clean himself up. He he got like he got dressed in his like nice shirt. Yeah. He looked like a, he looked right. like a, a Salamaca fucking cartel member from from. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, he, but his face was still covered in blood, and he he was still like actively leaking from his eye. Yep. And from his nose, and I'm like talking to him, and like the blood is like dr- trickling out in the smell from like he was just so covered in that shit. I told Mike, dude, I was like, all I smell is fucking nickels, dude. It's like I smell nickels. (laughs) A handful of sweaty pennies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sweaty pennies. I can't get that shit out. 
it was like the whole like that whole night for the rest of the night i couldn't i'm like smelling fucking mints and shit trying to clear it. And then so, somebody was like oh you gotta smell coffee i didn't know that i didn't know that trick right. smell coffee I, yeah <laughs> cleanses your your palate so it cleanses say. your palate well hey you're talking about we're talking about going to your first event we're talking about going to all these events now and how you you tell everybody they need to get to an event the the, the reason why we have been brought together tonight is that we are going to make that happen for somebody tonight uh right. i'm gonna let Mikey Pooh over here fucking take the reins on this one because you guys have been working hard on putting something together here and we're going to give away two, what are they, $175 tickets? Yeah, they're front row, front row right behind the VIP section. How fucking cool is that? What are we doing here, Mike? So what I did was I put the names in the hat here, right? So I've got my crusty old hat right here and i'm gonna pull some names out of this sucker right now right yeah, so mike has pull. to put his name his name on the Look back of his hat because he yeah because i that. forget it a lot and people need to know <laughs> who i am so here's number one right here so i'm gonna take this bad boy i'm gonna put it right here on my laptop right so i'm gonna go like this i'm gonna grab another one and i got another one right here in my hand i'm gonna put that down i'm gonna throw the hat right here and now i'm gonna pick up these two pieces of paper right we're gonna unveil who's gonna come on this show and they're gonna battle it out and a game of BKFC trivia Good to luck. win these tickets. All right, so let's. Come on, what the freak? I use post-its, and I tried to <laughs> fold the gluey, the glue side down. Right? We tried using that. Clearly came undone. So the number one name here, you can see this. It is the name Tony. Tony. Tony Chapel. So we will be sending you an invite right in now second to get to get i can you send him show. i can send him the invite while you're send doing him the, the invite thing. to his messenger gotcha let's, oh, here's the second one i'm opening it up right now oh and look at this one people are gonna think this is fixed i don't like this you know everybody thinks everything definitely not fixed conspiracy nowadays definitely not but it's not you watched it get this thing off my lap so <laughs> We are going to send these out. Kyle, did you, you're sending out to Tony now? I just sent out to Tony. I okay. tried to send it to Corey, but I'm not his friend on Facebook. I've got him right Shame now. Shame on you, Corey. Yeah, Corey. I, will, uh, I will send it to Corey. Tighten up. <laughs> hey, I want to say say shout out to my mom. Love you, mom. Right. Love you, mom. <laughs> yeah, we see her. Is that Linda? Linda's your mom? Yeah. Hey, hey shout out to everybody that's watching tonight. I, I'm sorry, you guys. 100%. Tuned in, tuned in to see Dat win, and you got to see our four ugly mugs. But you know what? Right. Some someone's getting a, a dream come true here tonight. So um, we Still have a podcast out there. Thank you, thank you so hey, much. We appreciate. We have that. we have Guerrilla Warfare in the chat. We got we got Ryan Ryan Perez in the chat. Susan Walker. We got oh, Joe hey. Ivy. The man himself, Kevin Smith, says he fucking loves these guys. Man, he Kevin Smith them. is awesome. Yeah, big enthusiasm is second to none. Hey, we got Tony in the chat. We got Tony in the waiting room here. Now we're just waiting on. It's gonna be a regular old party in here, and I really love it. You know, it's nice because, (laughs) yes, it's awesome to talk to the fighters. It's our you know meat and potatoes here is talking to the fighters, getting to know them and everything. But speaking to friends and fans and stuff like that, that's the best because people who watch the show might see people in the chat and they don't know who they are. But like, say for Tony, for instance. 
Misfits Mafia's finest, okay? This guy goes to fucking work for Misfit every time. He's always representing, and he's at a lot of events. We see him. We see him around, and we say hi to him. We chit-chat with him, and it's like uh, it's weird. So when you go he to He was at guys, that Orlando, uh, the same one that you guys right. went to. He was there for that. We, the thing is, it's like, it's like a family. So you'll go there, and you see all the people who work there. You see the fighters, but then you see the – people who are the fans that you you you, so you go to the event you're like i'm gonna see a bunch of people i know but then you start seeing the people and you're like oh my god there's tony oh my god there's dj tony yeah do you you remember (laughs) so so we've had this show going for about two and a half years now and big ben in the chat has has been riding with us since very early in in our existence here we go to the New York, the Seneca Allegheny Casino in Salamanca, New York, in the middle of fucking nowhere. And we're going down to the to the weigh-ins, right? So me and Mike are walking to the weigh-ins, and some dude from down the way, you know, 100 feet down the way with his wife is walking towards us. And he goes, Mike and Mish. And I go. It's all fucking gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like six seven. I go. Big Ben. He goes, how'd you know it was me? I'm like, look at you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I go, it had to be you, man. I'm like, that's so fucking cool to finally meet you, man. But it was it was so funny because he's like, How'd you know it was me? Well, you're you're a foot taller than everybody around you. That's right. right. Yeah. When we met him in Orlando, you could see him across the crowd. It's like, oh look, it's Big Ben. Oh shit. Yeah, he's an awesome guy, man, for sure. Um we're waiting on Tony. We're waiting on Corey to come I, in. The- I did send it. I just wrote Corey. Please go to your Facebook Messenger. I sent you the link there. If you cannot, if you do not have Messenger, you give me your email. Um, I don't know. I can do that privately, but um, if there, there's got to be a way here, you he, you use Messenger, Corey. Answer us in the chat here. I can get this link to you. Yeah, we gotta get this. We gotta get this contest going. While we're waiting on Corey, Russ, and Country, we got a question in the um, in the chat here. Joe Ivy wants to know who are your favorite BKFC fighters. Oh man, I can't say that. Yeah, give us a couple. Come on, <laughs> yeah, Lorenzo Hunt. Lorenzo Hunt is yeah. one of the top ones. Reggie Barnett. Um. Glendale is probably my favorite, my top favorite. Glendale, yeah. Futro, the Berserker. I mean, he's he's the one that basically got us, I mean, everything. He's like a brother to us and stuff. We actually got him working with us and stuff at the same company. And, I mean, he, he's awesome. He's a, a hard worker, even better fighter. I mean, never quits, iron chin. And, yeah, he's an awesome dude. And my bad, it was not Joe Ivy, it was Susan Walker in the chat. And and Megan's chiming in too. She wants to know who's your male and female. You said a couple males there. You got a female fighter favorite? Female fighter? Yeah. Favorite. Fiera, 100 percent Yeah, we like to miss that. Miss it. For sure. And country, did you answer who your who your favorites were? I know that Russ was saying a few names. I didn't hear. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with him. I like Lorenzo Hunt. I like Mike Rich, Mike Richmond too. I mean, he's He's awesome. He's a fucking beast. And probably Reggie Barnett, really, because, I mean, we met him. He's such a humble dude. I mean, he was super cool with us. And obviously, he got some pretty good hands. So, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Educated as fuck. Hey, Slaughterhouse is saying, I need Russ to hook me up with one of those chains. 
chains. What is that? What's that mean? Do you sell those chains or something? No, nah, no. you really want one so quick update real uh real fast here i don't know what's going on Corey was in the comments Corey's online right now Corey's not answering he's not answering his phone he's not answering his text i don't know what's going on how much time do we give him boys it's on you Uh, that's on you guys you you got got somebody else bring him on hey Corey, you got about 10 seconds before mike pulls another uh name out the hat five Four, three, if you're on time, you're late. Two, well, that's boom. Tony, Tony can't be waiting in the waiting room all night. So pull out the next contestant of the prices right. Here, here is a contestant. Oh, look at this. We have a dad. Dad is here. Oh man. Dad in the house. All right. So Michael Quigg, where you at? Michael. Michael, he's been in the chat the whole time. Right. Where are hey, you, Michael? So, do we want to send Michael Quig the invite and ask you guys to all hang tight, and we'll just knock out this uh, the that interview real quick? Is yeah, that's yeah. That? Yeah, Tony was ready. ready. I see Tony; he's ready to go. He's ready to run. Tony was going to watch the whole show anyway, so he can hang out. <laughs> you guys, Russ and Country, hang out. We're going to send out Michael Quig an invite, and we're going to get this contest done in a few minutes. But we're going to bring on the main event for this upcoming card. Russ and Country, we'll talk to you in a minute. All right. All right. Guys, here he is returning. We have not seen him since the Palomino fight. Uh, one of my favorite fights maybe of all time, maybe a top tenner, him and him and uh, Johnny Bedford, Knuckle Mania 1. I just love the way this dude does his thing in the bare knuckle squared circle. He is making his return. He is fighting a two-time Bellator champion, longtime MMA veteran, Daniel Strauss, uh, March 17th, Delray Beach, Florida. Let's go ahead and get this guy in here. That be hey, that I, win. What's up, buddy? Thanks for having me. I totally, uh, it's an honor. What's going on? Well, you know what? It's good to see you back. It's good to have you back on the show. Um, it's been far too long. How? I mean, how long ago was the damn Luis Palomino fight? A year and a half ago? Yeah, um, for, uh, 16 months ago. Going to be 16 months in March. Yeah, 16 months. Well, man, it's it's a good. It's great to have you back. And and like, you don't fight anybody but the best competition they can find for you, my friend. You you went and you uh you took the belt from Johnny Bedford, and then you go up two weight classes. You fight Luis Palomino for that 155 strap. You go to war with him. And then you take a 16-month break and you come back. And who's the guy that they give you? Daniel freaking Strauss, man. How excited was it? Was it the name that uh that got you to you know get excited to come back? Absolutely. You know, um, like I said, I've been in the sports for almost 17 years professionally. So when they offer me a big name like that, I can't turn it down, you know. And uh secondly, you know, I know Bare Knuckles um is on the rise, so I want to be back on the spotlight. It's uh yeah, it is on the rise. Since you've been gone, they've been like blowing up humongously and, and going in the new states and new countries and signing new names and everything. Um, is this wait is this fight I'm sorry if I don't know this off the top of my head. Is this at one thirty five or one forty five? Uh this is for one forty five. Um like I said, uh I think David wants me to be maybe one forty five because I've been asking him for uh you know, since I beat the Bedford, I wanted to get the title at 145. 
and he never did open it up. I originally wanted to fight Jason Knight and uh, Autumn LaBeouf because they were 145 at that point. But, uh, you know, it took two years later, so I had to challenge Palomo because I had to shut him down. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing is, like, that 145 division, since you've been gone, they have been building that 145 division up. But I'm looking at the top five right now, and honest to God, as far as experience factor goes, you are like far, you can combine all five guys in the top five together and they don't have as many fights as you. Well, you know, I have a lot of boxing fight and I've been in this sport mm -hmm. for a long time. Uh, I mean, especially boxing, you know, boxing is totally different from bare knuckle people. On, I mean, that's like, look at Daniel Stroud. Daniel Stroud has a lot of fights in MMA. You know, he's a veteran as well, but you know, that's a lot of young up and comer that's hungry to prove themselves, you know, but uh, I think this sports, you know, you need to mature up a little bit. You got to either have a, like, a, you got to have a dog, you know, you got to be through the tough time. You got to go through a lot of ups and downs, you know, to, to you know, when it's time to dig deep, you got to dig deep in this. Absolutely. And, and you don't just have a, a, a boxing background. You also wrestle. You had uh, you wrestled in high school. Did you wrestle in college, too, or just just high school? I wrestled four year varsity, you know, um when I was uh, in eighth grade there, I knew that, uh, you know, because uh, that was 1999, I think. Uh, no, actually 1996. That's when the UFC got really big, you know, just coming out. And I was like, you know what? This is something I want to do. I want to do MMA. And uh, so I knew I had to take up wrestling. So I, I tell myself, you know what? When I go to high school, I'm going to take up wrestling right away. So that, that way I can have the ground game. Because I was doing boxing and kickboxing and karate as, as a teenager. And so I took up wrestling for your varsity. I was two times state placer in Hawaii. And, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the meantime, I was also state champion in boxing and, and doing both sports at the same time and doing kickboxing and karate. Yeah. And, and you showed that grittiness in that, in the Bedford fight. Like we were just talking to, uh, we got some other guys coming back on the show in a few minutes. We were just talking about our first time covering a BKFC event live as media was knuckle mania one mm -hmm. and i'm going to tell you right now that fight between you and, and bedford it never stopped from bell one to bell oh, to the end from bell to bell you guys never stopped and like mergliata yeah. had to get involved a few times but it, it, you clearly showed that a guy with a ton of mma experience like he had did not have an upper hand on you even though you were a boxer you know what i mean like you were able to clinch and uh and get dirty in the clinch and grapple and it showed for sure right um i, I you know people didn't i was a wrestler so you know in wrestling i loved the lock up you know lock locking up and uh, the um, duck under was one of my favorites so i always get the locked up and so i get the duck under the half the half nelson in there you know the half uh plum so I have really tight guard in there. So when I did that, Bedford was like, whoa, you know, he didn't realize how strong I was on the inside. But, you know, Bedford was was underestimating me. You know, he was he truly believed he was going to be the greatest fighter. And and I respect that, you know, because you have to be if you want to be a great fighter, you have to believe that truly. And he, he truly believed he was the greatest fighter. And 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 I earned a lot of respect from him. fight, And he, he realized that. You know, uh -oh. that doesn't, you know, usually people like kind of like go, eh, oh, there he is. He's coming back. He's coming back. Boom, there he is. Hey. We lost you for a second there. Yeah. I'm in
See that that's what I thought would happen. He glitched out a little bit. That's like uh, you know, you're watching cable television all of a sudden. It just Sorry, stopped. my wife have to call me on this phone uh. <laughs> right away. Yeah. All Not good. a problem. Yeah. You know, that you we were talking about the 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 grittiness of that fight, and I'll tell you, man, that's one that um that a rematch would have been pretty cool to see. And oh he's, he is, he has since retired and, and he's on the bigger and better things as a coach and a gym owner now. So yeah. he's, he's made it clear that he, he's probably never coming back. So you're on to this, you're on, you're on to this return. Now you're fighting Daniel Strauss, Daniel Strauss. We all know him from his MMA years and his uh, Bellator years as a champion. It, it was quite a while ago when he was a champion, but he's always been a high level fighter. Um, Man, yeah, when they one second with Johnny Bedford. Um, originally, okay. Bedford, after Bedford, um, you know, beat um, Reggie Burnett for the second time, uh, he was the champion, so he, he was holding on to the belt. Uh, and originally, you know, David and me, David spoke to me and said that Johnny Bedford wants a rematch, so I agreed to the rematch. I wanted to give him a second chance to, to you know, to uh, you know, avenge his loss. And we was I signed the contract for January, of, so that was two months ago. We, fought, we were supposed to fight two months ago, and Johnny Bedford was in training camp. Uh, I I just I got the contract, so I started training for that fight. And I, I guess you know Bedford realized that, you know he he started watching my videos and stuff. He's like, man, you know every time he fight me, it's not gonna be an easy fight. So he figured it was better to retire. Because it's going to be another war, you know. It was no walk over, and and you know, like I said, it's easy to say it, but when you just start to train and you got to put in the hard work, your body tell you something. So you know, it, so he he changed his mind, so he figured it was better for him to retire, which is which is a good thing, you know. If not, yeah. we would have been another war, and that fight would have happened in January. So are you saying that you are the reason why Johnny Bedford retired? I I I. I so, because you know the whole time he was calling me out he was staying quiet and then we we were we both agreed on fighting because he the whole time he think that i was avoiding him but i wasn't i was just waiting for the right moment the right time i sold my restaurant i sold my restaurant uh uh the beginning of this year uh actually oh, not no the last year so i had i i bought a brand new home i built a gym at my house a detached garage so i have a full-size ring now and i i you know i mean it the, the environment is better and he realized how 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 hard I was training, and you know he 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 knew that it was gonna be a walkover, you know. And I and I I really like Bradford, you know. After we fought, you know, we went to he he did talk a lot of trash. We both talked trash, you know, because this is it's a mental game, because you know if you, before you you fight and you you know you're, you think you're gonna lose, you're you're gonna lose. You lost half the battle. So I think that's the reason why he retired and uh, maybe. I'm pretty sure he will come back. And secondly, his wife, you know, he's getting a new newborn baby. So, you know, he's oh, yeah. thinking a lot for the for his new family. So I'm pretty sure, you know, he's still got the hunger. He's still got the hunger, you know, so he might come back, you know, once I get the title here, once to get that rematch. He's, he said that when he last came on the show with us, um, he was still planning on and on fighting one more time, fighting you. Uh, we talked to him back in like maybe September-ish, whenever it was right before he had um his latest kid but he told us about his the reason why he was out for so long is because he he found out that he had fractures in his face and he had nerve damage in his face and right. it's, he, he he basically 
sounded like it, he wasn't all the way in at that at that point in time. Yeah, you, you know when I when I fought him, I think he 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 um he suffered a lot of damage because I'm telling you, my hand I was hitting I was hitting Baranoko like full force at him, and um and and my hands was so swollen the next day, and and it's amazing because. I mean, Bernal is, is brutal. People don't understand how brutal it is. I mean, as the fighter getting smarter, their hands are getting stronger. My hands are a lot stronger than my last three fights, four fights, trust me. So my hands has become like, uh, a, you know, a hem of fist now. So, you know, it's just like I said, if, if my hand is that, that's your weapon, you know, if your weapon is not damaged, you're going to be able to punish your opponent nonstop. Like in my first Baranoko fight, when I fought Travis Thompson, I tell you, after yep. two rounds, by the by the start of the third round, my hand was so swollen, it was more painful to me to hit him than 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 not even hit him. So <laughs> that's what Mike know. Perry said about his debut. Yeah, he said, "Man, when he's fighting Julian Lane, he was like, it wasn't me. It wasn't that I was tired or anything, or I was hurt. It's just when I hit him, my hands actually hurt, you know. And he didn't expect that. Right, you, right. You, you know what it is with you with you is you're you have an incredible output. It, it, a lot of these bare knuckle fighters do not throw as much as you do. And like in the Travis Thompson fight, you threw 255 punches and landed 147 in the Luis Palomino fight. You threw 277 punches and landed 137 in the Johnny Bedford. You threw 189 landed right. 76 of them. So it's like, and when people watch you fight, they'll know what we're talking about. You never, you never really take your foot off the gas pedal the whole fight. And uh, yeah, I would imagine that conditioning your hands is a, is a very important thing when you're going to be putting output like that out. Right. Right. You know, I was always a high volume puncher in boxing. Um, you know, um, you know, the thing is once a fighter get used to your power, they're going to, they they're gonna be able to withstand that punch more when you become more sneaky and you pick your shots more. I mean, that's the punch that that knocks them out. So you know, um, it it all depends on how the the, the fight plays out. You know, uh, like I said, I I basically I picked the toughest fight possible in Bernardo. When I fought Bedford, Bedford was a pound for pound. You know, he was undefeated. Um, I think you know, like I said, I told David, I want the best guy possible, and and Johnny Bedford was the best. He was the best. Trust me, he was the best guy in Baranoko at that moment. And when I picked Palomino, he was the best. Everybody said he was the best. He was knocking out everybody within a few, two rounds, and I exposed him. I exposed him, and people no longer fear him for those reasons. You know, because they see that I'm a smaller guy that that chased him all around the ring, and and he's he's just human like everybody else. You know, he talked a big game. But you know, when it's time to fight, he ran. And now, and now you're, yeah, Palomino. The Palomino one just blew everybody's mind because you showed that, you, like you just said, he is just another. He is he's human, like everybody else. And as dominant as he was, he can be equaled in the ring. And and like hats off to you there because everybody, like a lot of people, like this guy's going up way too, you know. Yeah, Palomino's too way he's too big. He's going man. up 20 pounds in a weight class. And you you really shut everybody up on that one. You but, know, not a thing. You know, I was I was running a restaurant. I was running a restaurant full time. I was training in the back of my restaurant uh th three days a week, you know. Uh, you know, three days a week, you know, training. I don't I don't even train full time. So, you know, and I went 
I went hard with those guys. You know, I know that the most important thing was just, you know, running, the running part. You know, I did, I ran a few times a week just to get my conditioning going. Fighting, fighting, I already know how to fight, you know, the conditioning. <laughs> but, you know, I, I can't be as sharp as I could be. So, you know, with the sparring partner that I was sparring with, with different style. And I hurt my back, too, in the Palomino fight. And, uh, you know, so like I said, if they give me a rematch, I, I really dislike him. So I'm going to... I'm totally gonna fight a different game plan that I know how to. I I know exactly how he fights now, so if I fight him again, it's gonna be a different fight, a lot easier fight for me. You're definitely a savage, and uh, and like uh, with the with the 145 pound division that you're stepping into now, um, I'm curious to talk to talk to some of the the coaches and some of the managers that are out there that are representing some of these guys too. To find out how they're feeling about you coming into their their division now, it just makes a this throws a huge wrinkle into all their plans. You know what I'm saying? So you're going in there, you're going in there, and you're gonna fight Daniel Strauss. Um, how do you see this fight playing out in comparison? Because the last two guys you did fight were you know lifelong MMA guys before coming into BKFC. So you have your last two fights are, are against extremely experienced MMA fighters that were very successful in MMA. How do you see this one playing out in comparison to the last two? Um, You know, like I said, I became a better fighter after each fight. If you watch all my fight, every fight I got better, my, my, my fighting style has changed. You know, I, I have evolved into a bare knuckle fighter. Uh, you know, a lot of people think I will get knocked out within one round with Palomino and I prove everybody wrong. You know, I chased him all three rounds. I thought I won the first three rounds easily, you know, until he, he cut me with his elbow and, you know, in the fourth round, headbutt me in my whole face. That's why I swelled up and, you know, and my back got stiff because before in that fight, I hurt my back like three weeks before the fight and I had to sit out for like nine days. So, you know, I, I, I had to almost like, I, I think to myself, you know, like if I called David and cancel this fight because I hurt my back, he would never give me a chance to fight Palomino again. So I know, like, you know what, I just pray to God and rest up. And, and you know, like I said, I fight. But, you know, like I said, anytime you hurt, you cannot let your opponent know because you give them a boost of confidence. So I stay quiet and I just like, you know what, I'm going to be ready to go to war. I rest up. And, and luckily, you know, my back healed up, but it wasn't at full strength, you know. Uh, it shows in the fourth and the fifth round that my back was getting stiff and I couldn't, I couldn't bob and weave like I want to. If you watch that fight, I was very stiff. You know, I, I couldn't involve him weave the, the first two, three rounds. You know, he couldn't land nothing because my movement was there. But in the fourth and fifth, my, my movement was, my back got stiff because I was sparring with a 190 pounder and this guy was strong. I was hitting everything, but then, you know, he was so big and so strong that, you know, he put all his weight on my back and I was carrying him. So eventually my back gave in, you know, like three weeks before the fight. But, you know, that was Damn. the information that nobody knows about. There's nothing worse than a back injury. I'm telling you, man. I, I'm a I'm a guy who I, I'm 22 years in the military, and the one thing, the one like major injury that I have gotten in the military is back issues. I've had seven herniated di herniated discs. It's like bone on bone in my neck, and I don't wish that on anybody. So a back injury to fight through a back injury, it's good on you, man. Um, do you see the fight going a distance or are you feeling better than ever right now? Are you, are you completely healed up and it, are you 100% uh, focused? Are you, you said you sold the restaurant. So is right. training, training right. is everything right now. 
you know, um, I train myself, you know, I train myself and, um, you know, I, 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 I'm a lot better than my last two fights. I can tell you that, you know what I mean? Um, like I said, you know, each fight, it's, it's like I said, it's been 16 months. So if you look, if, if you look at my last three fights, when I fought Bedford, it was like a year or something. When I fought Palomino, it was a year or something. And this is a year or something, three years. So, you know, my first fight back after 16 months is going to be, not going to be at my best potential, but it's going to be better than my last two fights. I can tell you that. But like, if I can, if I keep fighting consistently every three, four months, that's when my sharpness is going to come out. You know, that's, you know, after you fight, you, you can just sense like, wow, you know, all the things that you need to improve on and you can be better. So my goal this year is to fight three times. So hopefully um, I'm not overlooking Daniel Strauss, but I'm in tip top shape. Regardless of what he bring, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. If he wants to bra, I'm a bra. If he wants to box, I'm ready to box. But, you know, like I said, I'm going to be a smarter fighter this time. When I fought Palomino, I had a different mindset. I was very upset fighting him and that was the wrong way to fight him. So, like you said, not looking past Daniel Strauss, but obviously you got a plan for your future, right? When Absolutely. this fight's given to you, I know there's little promises thrown in there too, like, hey, and oh, and by the way, if you do win this fight, you're going to have this fight or you're going to get this title shot or what, if anything, has been promised to you if you do win this fight and what do you want to do? Um, you know, my, my goal, I've, I've been telling David for years that I want to be, you know, triple champ, you know, triple champ is three, three weight classes world champion. Uh, that's the reason why I, I was going to pick Palomino to be the last fight because he was the toughest guy. I wanted to win the 135, 145, and then jump up to fight Palomino for his title. But David never opened up the 145. He never, he, he offered Jason Knight to fight me for the title, the you know, the first, the title for the first time, but 145, they turned it down. Arnold above wanted too much money. So that title never been inaugurated, you know? Um, so now, you know, I think Dave, the weight class is stacked right now. Yep. So I go, I, um, David knows my goal. You know, the only way the company is going to be bigger is by having a champion that holds multiple weight class like Conor McGregor. So if I win the title at 145, uh, my goal is to beat Daniel Strauss and hopefully the next fight after that, fight for uh, the title at 145 against the number one contender or whoever it is in line. And, you know, uh, then hopefully I can win the title and then I can go up to 155 and call out, you know, Palomino if he's still holding the belt. You know, like you said, David wants Palomino to fight uh, Austin Trout. Austin Trout was a world champion at 155 in, in boxing. He's a w, WBA world champion. So that's huge. So if, if Austin Trout win the title from Palomino, which I don't think he would, but if he does, that fight even excites me more. Because when I beat, because the way that Austin Trout is fighting, he's not going to work for Bernardo because I see his last fight with uh, Sanchez. He right. makes a lot of mistakes in, in Baranova. You can't make those mistakes, you know, by doing that, that Mayweather role because Palomino is, good, is very dirty. He's going to capitalize on that. He's going to jump on you and grab your head and, and, and you know, punch, punish you. So, like I said, that's the fight that's next for Palomino versus uh, us in Trump. So, I, I want the winner of that, you know, after I get the title. Whew. I think that's too much of a jump. Uh, for for Trout, yeah, he, I know he's a championship boxer. I know that, 
but just watching the Sanchez fight, and maybe he would agree off the record. You know, obviously in public, he's going to be like, I want that belt, this and that. But I just think jumping from Sanchez in that fight to go straight to Palomino, not only is it like a slap in the face to all the fighters that are already fighting in that division, waiting for that title shot, right? But well, I just can't see him beating Palomino after right. that fight. You know what I mean? I right. It's tough. And I'm not doubting the guy completely. Right. I just think that he needs at least to fight somebody a little bit better than Sanchez is in bare knuckle. You know, right. I, tell, I tell you something with the, with the, um, the, 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 what's called the lockup, the half lump that they're allowing bare knuckle, the tie up yep. that change that became a whole brand new sport. And, you know, guy that wrestle loves that. And especially me, me being a wrestler, that's actually one of my favorite positions in wrestling. Once I locked up with a guy, I got them. I know I have control over him, you yeah. know, and I can do anything with him. Uh, I can move his head because I have a really tight guard and I, I locked him up. But, you know, like I said, uh, with Sanchez saying that, you know, Austin put a lot of grease on his shoulder and his body. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I think, you know, need to make the rule more, more specific where you can put grease, I mean, on the body or not. So I, I I mean after the fight you see that um, Palomino jump up in the ring right you know you know yep. that is, you know, David has a plan for everything so oh, I yeah. already I already know David's there. plan to let the people know because you know Austin Trout is a world champion he he wants he wants the MMA fan and the boxing fan to tune in and that's mm -hmm. a huge fan base so right yeah. now Bernard has his own list, but majority of the fan base came from uh, MMA. You know, came from Europe. So, but the boxing people they did dislike Bernoko. You know, they they have a bad taste for Bernoko and MMA. You know, so me becoming a you know me as a, as a as a boxer, I understand the boxing fan point of view. You know, they just feel like oh, this is kind of dirty. It's not their type of view. But they're gonna tune in. They're gonna tune in because Austin Trout was a world champion that represent boxing, and Palomino being a world champion in Bernoko, and he's also a great MMA fighter. So they have a Two fan bases gonna merge to tune in for that fight, and that's gonna sell. You know, that's the reason why David is gonna put that fight together. And like I said, I don't see Austin Trout winning because he's still making a lot of mistakes and he doesn't have enough experience in bare knuckle yet with the with the rule set. But, but I, I, that's the reason why Palomino was so happy going on stage because he feel like he already have an edge over Austin Trout. It always seems like they got somebody ready to jump in and like make a scene, right? Like you know that better than anybody at Knuckle Mania when Reggie Barnett jumped in right. and uh, tried to make a scene with you. It, it happens a lot. It usually leads to a fight, and um, you and Reggie never ended up fighting. But I, yeah, I believe know, that David been wanting me to fight Reggie forever. So, like I said, you know, I, I really, you know, I, I don't think Reggie is that bad of a fighter. Uh, not not bad, but like that bad of a talking shit. But his whole family has jumped in and, and accused me of saying talking shit. You know, all I said is the reason why you want to fight me because you want to get a payday. Secondly, you know, your wife needs the money. And he telling me that I'm bringing his whole family into this. Nah, it's true. It's a fact. If I fight. My wife is happy because I'm getting paid. If I'm not fighting pain. So, I mean, when I said that, I'm speaking from, you know, honesty here, you know. So don't tell me that I'm talking trash about your family when I said that. You know, I just don't like when people put words in my mouth that I didn't say, you know. And, and you know, like I said, that's the fight I want next, really. But I don't get nothing to gain because I I'm going to beat him. I'm going to destroy him. You know, he comes from a boxing background. And, and you know, I mean, me being a boxer, I already know what I'm going to do to him. He don't like it when people step up to his face and force him to fight. 
you know, he likes to box and, and you know, he's been fighting MMA fighters. He fight that last Cuban guy, a Colombian guy. That guy just walk a sitting duck, just walking in with no jab, nothing, you know. Uh, so when he about, fights uh, Herrera, right? You're talking about Gian yeah. Herrera. I don't want to put him down. He's a good fighter, but when you when you fight somebody like Reggie, you know, you gotta you, you, you when he throw, you throw. You know, what I mean, I I know exactly yeah. how. And and you know, Bedford beat him. Bedford beat him for two times. So you know, because Bedford was just a, a bigger dog than him. You know, in Bernardo, you gotta bring that dog out. And I I, I see from Reggie, he doesn't have that dog. When you bring that dog to him, he don't like that. Yeah, um, the 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 I know that you say that Reggie doesn't do anything for like you, but he does have a belt. He does have that one thirty five belt right now. Right. So if you did win this one, and they said, "Hey, you want to go back to one thirty five and fight for the one thirty five belt against Reggie?" You wouldn't turn right. that down, right? I won't turn it down. I mean, if they're gonna pay me the same money to fight one forty five or one thirty five, you know what I mean? Right now, I have a three fight contract with David, and David is trying to build the company up. You know, the only way the company is gonna be bigger is by you know, champion versus champion, somebody who wants to see. So, you know, if he wants me to fight Reggie, I'll fight Reggie. Shut him up for good. You know, shut him up, punish him. Because that, trust me, I'm tired of hearing all these bullshit fans that think that that he got a chance to beat me. I mean, it's, it's no, it's, it, like, like, I, like I said, I don't put him down. But, you know, I just dislike the fact that just, you know, people harassing me over thinking I'm ducking him. You know, I'm not. You know what I mean? That's nothing for me to gain by beating him. I already, like, I mean, most, I, I would say the odds is going to be probably two to one for me to beat him anyway. So, you know, the, the first time they had the odd me as an underdog. So I like, all right, those people who, who's a sports book, they don't know what they're talking about, you know? So like I said, Baranoka is, 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 a, is a totally different sport. You can be the best boxer, but you got to have, like me, I grew up in Hawaii and, you know, I fight big guys all the time. And like I said, I just did some sparring two days in a row versus some, you know, big, big dude. And they they can fight. And, you know, they box. But I bring that dog in there. I bring a dog and I, I, I you know what I mean? But bare knuckle is totally different. You, once you take the gloves out, it's different. You know what I mean? You, you, are you going to be able to close that distance and force your opponent to fight? That's, that's why you think Palomino didn't want to fight me in the close distance. You know, he, he didn't want. I wanted to close the distance and, and, and fight with him. He keep running. He keep running. Every time I get close, he run, he run, run. So, you know, like I said, I got smarter after that fight. I, you know, how to even cut it, cut the ring better. He was a very intelligent fighter. You know, he had to be on his bicycle to, to survive because he knew if he was going to sit there and bang with me, I was going to catch him. You you talk about learning in 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 uh, in the comment section. Ryan Perez from Slaughterhouse Boxing says that IQ is something that you have you know over everybody. So I, I'm I'm curious to see that you know after you fight your return fight against Daniel Strauss, what they do with you next, whether it be against Reggie at 135 or one of these young top contenders for a 145 belt if they can match you in, in, in fight IQ, cause your experience, like I said, outmatches all of them combined. It's, it's just like not even close. Um, we're really excited to see you back in there, Dat man, in, in your, in your headline in Delray beach, it's got to feel pretty good to be back. We're going to, we're not going to keep you all night. Um, I feel like we could talk to you all night. We're going <laughs> to ask you, a, we're going to ask you a couple questions that are, you know, not so much your, um, your fight related, but you as a fighter, First question, you're in a hotel room, right? Day right. of the fight. You're in the day. It's the day of the fight. The weigh-ins are over. Every, the media obligations are over. You're sitting in your hotel room all day long waiting for your fight. What movie are you going to watch to hype yourself up? Uh, I don't know. I, I 
maybe uh, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the most common. I love Rocky. Yeah, that's the one I'm picking. Gotta love Rocky, dude. Rocky's the right, shit. Right. Um, number two. Number two. What is the number one dish you recommend to order at your restaurant? But you told us you didn't have a restaurant. So when you did have it, what was the best well, one? The number one um, item that was ordered out of my restaurant was the pho, pho filet mignon. And I mean, my wife cooks it there. You know, every time I start training for my wife, she cooks it. So it's it's amazing. It's a really good broth that you eat after your training. It has, you know, the, the balance of protein, carbohydrates, and you know, all the sodium, potassium that you need in the bone marrow, you know, yeah. and the noodles and the, and the filet mignon steak, you know, the, the protein. I Oh man, I had that recently for the first time and I never had it before. It, it's pronounced pho. Is that what? Yes. Yes. Oh man. I never had it before. I went to, to lunch with my cousin, Mike, and yeah. I ordered it and it right. changed, changed my life. I was like, holy shit, where has right. it been my whole life? And so, you, know, you know what it is? It, it, it fills you up and at the same time, it gives you energy. You know, it doesn't slow you down. That's the thing, you know? It's fucking fantastic for sure. Yeah. Um, what fighter have you looked up to the most throughout your career? You know, when, when I was growing up, I, I look up to Oscar De La Hoya, you know? And, oh. you know, there's a lot of bad news circling around him lately. But he's still, <laughs> he's still an idol guy, you know? He's still an idol. Right. Yeah, everybody's human. You know, we make mistakes. We do a lot of things. Like, as I get older, I make a lot of mistakes myself. So, you know, I hope that if I any mistakes that I make to people, I hope they forgive me. You know, we, we live and we learn. Life is a lesson itself. Uh, so, you know, you live and you learn. And you try to be the best person you could be and, and treat everybody like the way you want to be treated, you know. But as a fighter, he was definitely somebody to look up to. Number four, last one. What bothers you the most about being a professional fighter? Oh man, uh, let me see. You know, you know, a lot of people look at me and they don't think I'm a fighter at all. You know, but uh, you know, like not every fighter make a lot of money. You know, fighter is the toughest sports in all combat. Like I said, in all sports, if you're an athlete and you say, "Oh yeah, you play basketball, you play this boxing and combat sport is the toughest sport out there," and you want to be the one percent because only one percent actually really make enough money. <laughs> to feed their family and the other 99 percent are struggling and going through and getting brain damage so you know as a fighter you want to be that one percent you know what do whatever you got to do sell yourself talk shit you know like conor mcgregor and got to the top one percent and and you got to be different you know you got to sell yourself and uh and, and another thing you got to believe you know believe in yourself that you're going to be there and and me i've been doing this for almost 17 years professional you know so many times that people said i would never make it and I'm still here. I'm still trying to make it out there. And luckily, David gave me a platform here to make it out there. Well, you've definitely made it, buddy. And we're, we're excited to see you back in there. You're fighting Daniel Strauss, headlining Delray Beach. It's going to be a phenomenal event. The top to bottom of the card's awesome. Not just your guy's headliner, but the co-main, like the Isaac Doolittle, um, Jake Boswick. Like the whole card is fantastic. Uh, we're going to give you a second. Final words from Datwin. Before the final words, hold on a second. We yeah. do have someone in the comments section right now who has something to say to you. Kai Stewart. He's in the comments. He oh, is, I one. believe, number one on the BKFC website on top five. He is ranked number one on the BKFC website. I will beat him inside three rounds when him and I are up. And then he said, swoon. 
So, there you do you go. know anything about That's Ty good. Stewart? I like. Uh, I think I I I've seen him uh, fight on Bernoko. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I heard of his name, so I'm pretty sure I'm familiar with. I don't. I'm not. I don't know them exactly, but like I said, I respect that. I respect all fighter. Every fighter have their own opinion, you know. But uh, like I said, that's that's a, the half of the game because you know if you don't believe in yourself, and you are fighting me, you're you know you're you lost before you even fight me. So I like that belief, and I keep keep that motivation, keep that focus, keep that hunger going. But like I tell you, I'm a dog in there. When it's time to fight me, I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna drown you in deep water, and then you're gonna suffocate, and you're gonna find out for real. <laughs> there it is, well, man. Well, I can't wait to see that fight. In the future, yeah, and there's so many. There's so many good fights yes. to put together. That, that, that's the thing. That's the thing about that I like Bernal. You know, it's so much good that's coming out, and every fighter truly believe they're gonna be the best, and and that's the fighter. You know, any fighter that believe they're gonna be the best, you have to take the willpower. You have to take. You have to dig. You have to take the willpower. You have to take that that believe out of them. You know, a lot of fighter. That's one number one thing they fear. You know, as a, especially as a young fighter been doing this for 17 years and i know exactly how those guys feel they have that, that hunger that drive but i know how to and make them suffocate and then they're gonna you know they're gonna give in once they give in they're not gonna be the same fighter again so you know keep staying hungry my brother and keep believing because don't let nobody take that away from you because once they take that away from you you're gonna get used to losing <laughs> you just you just killed him with kindness, Dad. You did, and you want to know why he actually wrote here? All right, all right, he's nice. Laugh out loud. Looking forward to the scrap. <laughs> <laughs> <Instead of laughing. laughs> all right. Well, hey, we don't want to keep you all night, Dad. Do you have any final words before I let you get out of here? Uh, I just want to thank you guys for your time and, and you know give me an opportunity to to go and ex express myself here. And I hope all fans get to tune in to the fight next week because. Uh, like I said, uh, Baranok is very unpredictable. Anything can happen, but you got to believe. You got to believe, and thank you for all your love and support, guy. And, you know, when you watch me fight, I'm always here for, to fight for the fans. So, you know, to put on a great show. Absolutely, Dad. Thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. Mike, got anything else for him? Nah, man, thanks so much for coming on. We thought you we lost you, and uh, you popped up. So, fantastic. <laughs> it was great to talk to you. Thank you all so right, much, man. guys. Good night. Best yeah. of luck in your fight. We'll see you. All right. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon, brother. Bye. Later, man. There he is. Uh, dat be dat. He, he doesn't, he's not lying when he says that every one of his fights is a fucking war because, he, you know, he is a dog in there. And, uh, like, I, I read the numbers. I read the stats. And when you read those stats and you realize that, you know, except for the uh, Abby Velasquez fight because it ended quick, but. You know, he's throwing 250 plus punches a fight, you know what I mean? And landing 130 of them. That dude's a fucking beast in there. Um, Michael Quigg, we got Russ and Country in there. Uh, yeah, pop them up in. Pop them in. Let's go, boys. So sorry to keep you waiting. <laughs> hey, we got, we got you guys back in here. It was cool to have that on, even though um, it was a, a, little, a little later than expected, but. I mean, how exciting are you? How, how exciting is it to have him back, huh? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'll be there next week to see that one too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You're going to be there, and we're going to try to get some other people in there. Now, the problem is Tony backed out because uh -oh. he he had to go night night because he's an old man, I think. Yeah, um, got drinking back out. So, Mike, <laughs> who's the next name? There's no one else. Bring Michael in. 
All right, Mike. Mike, <laughs> you outlasted what? the crew. We got a bunch of old people that watch this show, apparently, and they all got to go. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was just, I was just sitting here waiting. I'm like, what, is that going to be done soon, man? I'm getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently every person, so there we had another guy. He didn't show up. He said he wanted to be placed in. I talked to him before this, messaged him. He mm -hmm. shared the show, and I don't see him in the comments anywhere, and he's not answering. So, boom. We had Deborah. She was in here, or Debbie. She was in here earlier. She was talking. She didn't get picked. I don't see her in here. I'm waiting to see if she responds. Oh, she's here. Look at There's Debbie. Debbie, I just messaged you. You didn't answer me. If you would like Let's to, go, I will send you the invite right now. Come on in and, and test your uh, trivia with Michael <laughs> Quigg. But while we're waiting on her, dude, does, does everybody know who this man is right here? Michael Quigg of Donnie Brook Company. Check, check this shit out, man. Oh, yeah. Those are this, badass posters right there, bro. This, this is that guy, man. This is that guy. You guys got to go to his website. I got look at the look at this. I got a. Uh, the Hunt Richmond Tingley Arena, Dave Mundell Fight of the Year. These are fucking awesome. I sent, I just sent a bunch of these to um to Dave so he can hang them up in their gym and do whatever he's gonna do with them. So yeah, I sent him a bunch too. Oh, awesome, man. Yeah, they're uh they're top notch. They're fantastic. And once once Mike and I finally um get off our asses and build our studios, um. I'm sure we're going to have a bunch of them framed up in the studio for sure. Mike, do we have Debbie coming on? Debbie, I sent you the invite in Messenger. So if you can get in there and click on that link and we'll bring you right in here. Uh, it's, Word of advice, it's close your the Facebook take. tab first. <laughs> so the sound doubles up and I'm like, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go live, you got, you've got that, uh, that two... Uh, audio feed, the double audio feed going on, and it will definitely. HD. We got that HD shirt, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, "What's the website? I need a GoGo Jared and an HD." So they definitely, you definitely have some fans out there with the uh, with those posters, man. They're fucking fantastic. They're that throwback, old school poster look. It's it's something that you found a little niche there that uh, I don't think anybody was dipping into, and it was it's very yeah. dope. Yeah, the first time you and I talked, I, I, I said, um, I, I've been wondering why BKFC didn't do more marketing like that. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to do it myself. And, uh, so I did the poster for uh, 23 Rickles and uh, Richmond. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, I got that one over here too. Um, so that was the first one you did? Yeah. The first one was that. So that was back in Wichita. And I, I want to tell you, um, if I never go back to Wichita, which I will <laughs> if they do, but that place is just a goddamn wind tunnel, and there ain't not there ain't too much shit to do in Wichita, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trash not trash talking Wichita, but not a, not a whole lot to do out there except walk in sixty mile an hour winds at all times. Oh my god, I hate the wind. I hate wind. <laughs> it's it's the truth, Mike. Are we getting her in here or what? She's I sent her the link. She's seen it. So she says she's trying. She's in the comments right now. Yeah. So I'm trying. So maybe if uh, she's got to click on that link, it'll bring you to a page where you just type your name in and then you just hit continue and you'll be right here and we'll be able to bring you into the show and we'll get the ticket battle on or 
Michael Quigg by default just wins. <laughs> oh, what fun is that, Mike? <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Challenge, if, right? if, Michael if, Debbie, sure. if, Debbie, if Debbie doesn't come in, we can still test his knowledge. We yeah, can. Yeah, we can still test his knowledge. We'll have a little yes. bit of fun there. I'm hoping that comical. I'm hoping she gets yeah. in here because you know it'll be pretty fun to uh, do this little game that we had lined up. You know, Brian mm-hmm. Perez said that he'll get on. Ryan <laughs> Ryan Perez is gonna be there. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> he's half his he can have the gonna be fighting on that fucking yeah. car. Yeah, he's got. Yeah. What are you going to do with the ticket, you son of a bitch? Oh, look at, here's Tony, Tony Chappells back in the comments. Tony, what, 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 what's going on, man? Come on now. Come on, you ain't sleeping, Tony. Come Get up on, on there, bro. Get up in here, god damn Come it. Come on, Tony, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. You got, you got, I'm going to set a timer on my freaking phone right here. You got 60 seconds to get back in. This was going to be fun, you know? It's going to be a fun little uh, thing going on here. You got second, second place. Forgot to say second place, that poster. That's right. Oh, and by the way, if you're second place, go ahead. Go ahead, Russ. Tell them what they get if they get second place. You get this nice autograph poster from uh, New Orleans. The fight poster with all the autographs from all the fighters. PKFC 36. Signed by everyone. Everyone. including the GOAT world champ and the new world champ, man. A UFC veteran, Alan Belcher on there. You got all kinds of people on that card. I Fuck. mean, shoot. <laughs> half, half a GOAT combat's on there. <laughs> look at that. I mean, look, oh, everyone yeah. goes away a winner. And by the way, I think Kyle and I are going to throw in a little something, something too. So oh. you better get up in this. And, uh, go, you're always a winner here on the Mike and Miss show. <laughs> you try to wake you up. Let us especially, you especially when we team up with the extreme BK fans page. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. You know what? Hey, and Slaughterhouse just said, oh, shit, you got a Bryce Bryce Henry signature on there. That's right. You got a Bryce Henry signature on there. You got a Tyler Salmon signature. So yeah. you got young studs on there. You got old veterans on there. You got hall, you got. Mount Rushmore fucking Hall of Famers on there. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, – I know I probably game. said it about 20 times, but Baba Yaga, you got to watch that young dude. 22 years old. I mean, that dude is going places for sure. They, they, should, they should throw him – they should throw him on not – maybe not against like up-and-coming stars that they have that they should showcase – should be put on that April 29th Denver card because everybody's going to be tuning in to see no. Perry and Rockhold and them. So you get Trevor Loken on there. You get Bryce Henry on there. You get fucking Tyler Samus. You get all these young 22-year-old fucking studs and showcase them on the lower card underneath all them big stars. That's what that's And oh, uh, look at Slaughterhouse okay. says maybe he is. So not a little bit of begging went on. So now I feel like I can't say it because I feel like I'm not doing it out of the kindness of my heart. But we all love Tony. I mean, uh, Howie, I'm sorry. Howie wants us to mention the Knuckletown.com rankings. And yes, go to Knuckletown.com and check out the rankings over there. Howie has put in an excess amount of work. Like, I hope you're getting paid for this, Howie, because (laughs) Howie has. And let me tell you, we see Howie at all the events, right? He has an Excel like spreadsheet chart, basically, that he's been working on. I can't even tell you for how long. He says 750 hours. It's been a long time because he's been talking about this 
forever. He's been telling us for the longest time. Like I remember sitting in Denver, right? At the Doolittle Richmond card. It wasn't too, too long ago, but he was showing us like a whole bunch of stuff on there. And he's been working on that stuff since way before that. And he's just been kept, he's keep telling us it's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. And finally it's here. So I know he went, he got a bunch of different people. They all get in there and they vote right now. It's for BKFC only, but he's working on doing the worldwide ranking. So there'll be, everybody will be mixed in. So you'll be able to see it. And uh, I'm sure he'll upgrade the website soon and they'll have all that information. Like, I don't know how he's going to share that uh, spreadsheet that he has, but like everything's there. I mean, He's got like uh, formulas in there to show you like wins, loss percentage and stuff like that. So you can actually see who fought with their win percentages and it's, it's pretty extensive. Yeah, he's a huge fucking nerd. I'm, mistaken, he yeah. up, he huge quicker too. <laughs> I'm sorry, hey. Mike. He updates the quicker too. He yeah, he does. Pretty quick. Oh, yeah. so, hey, so let's just do this because uh, it doesn't look like Debbie or Tony are coming back in here. We're going to test That's Michael. Fun what the fuck? So Michael Quigg. You're going to win some tickets tonight, but yeah, before we right. do that, we're going to just see how well you know BKFC. Here we go. Right. Now, the the uh, the trivia is 10 questions. We're going to tally up your score, and then we're just going to use it as um, bragging rights for you, okay? Right. Yeah. And uh, we will hook you up with Russ and Country, and we'll get your information and get you those tickets, right? All right. All right, number one. Uh, I'll start. Hold on. Before we do this, if Debbie's in the comments – what if we just ask her the question and well, here's the problem. It's, it's not, it's not, it's, it, she's, I know it's not going to, it's not going to work. It's not going to work correctly. It won't. No. So it's, well, it's, hey, Mike, we'll, I this. we'll still send her the poster. There you go. Debbie, yeah, you got you yourself go. a poster. Debbie, you get the poster. Signed you... poster from the Arnold Adams versus Adam, uh, uh, Alan, Alan Belcher, Belcher card. So fantastic runner-up prize and we could send you a t-shirt and some stickers so how about that there you go so boom you're making out but our boy michael quigg's going to the uh, delray <laughs> beach uh, event but That's before awesome. you do that hey yeah what is steve townsell's nickname uh tomahawk boom number one he is out the gate hot <laughs> number two mike what is Isaac Doolittle's nickname? Now, now keep this in mind. This was supposed to be one person's question and the other. So we started off easy. Uh, honey Badger. There you go. Two, two for, for two. two. Honey Badger is correct. Number three, these are going to get harder. Russ, ask him the question. In what city did the original Knuckle Mania take place? Um, Hollywood, Florida, right? No, maybe. <clears throat> nah. Incorrect. The correct answer is oh, Lakeland, Lakeland, Lakeland Florida. Florida. You wouldn't know that Lakeland. by looking at the the poster, but because the poster says what, Kyle? Tampa. It says Tampa. <laughs> okay, <Florida. that's> right. <laughs> All right. Num- number, fo- number four. Uh, where did the first BKFC take place? Cheyenne, Wyoming. Nice oh, rank. Dude, look at this, that guy. Yeah, that dude's awesome. I bought the app in December of... Uh, 21 and just started watching everything. Wow. I watched every event like three times. Impressive. So <laughs> far, <laughs> so good. You've only gotten one wrong. Number five, Mike. What BKFC fighter and former champion was born in Italy? Francesco Ricci. Look at this guy. Yeah, Come on now. <laughs> these are oh, two wow. easy. I was going to say, I thought these were going to be tough. Don't worry. They'll get <laughs> oh, I got a big game now. Go ahead, country. 
What famous boxer did Jake Bostwick help train? Oh, shoot. Actually, yeah, you know what? I, I, I've heard this, but I don't know. It is that. tough because, you know. Um, it's a but big it's name. I know it's a big name, but I only, I, I, I'm not going to. It's true. And it's it a is big a famous name. person. It's a big name, big name but it's not. And he's making his name right now in boxing. The answer is the one and only problem child, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Oh. See, he is famous. He's a boxer, you see? You know that. There you go. Number, yeah, that was a toughie. Number seven, what current BKFC fighter did BKFC champion Dave Mundell fight against before they were both in the BKFC? Oh. Hmm. I believe you fought him twice, by the way. <laughs> I'm not going to know. I'm just going to guess uh, uh, Julian Lane. Oh, man. Ooh. that was cl You're close. You're very close. Oh, yeah. in, the, in the game of like six degrees of separation, like Kevin Bacon, you know, the six degrees yeah, of Kevin yeah, Bacon. Yeah. Well, Mike Perry fought Julian Lane oh. in his very first fight in the BKFC. That yeah. was a, How that we was have a to tight guess. That one. Yeah, here we go. Number eight, Mike. Who was the first fighter to beat Arnold Adams for the heavyweight title? Beltron. No. Yeah, Beltron. No. no. It was the other way around because Arnold Adams beat Beltron. Oh, but okay. Oh, sure. That's right. Yeah. Jay Sherman. Yes. Yep. UFC zone. Right. See, they uh, get a little bit harder as we went. Well. So I'm happy. We were, right. I was trying to trick people so that they said that Alan Belcher was the guy. You see? There you go. And uh, number nine, Russ. What BKFC fighter did Daniel Strauss lose to in his last MMA bout? I have never watched a Bellator bout. I don't know. It wasn't in Bellator, by the way. Oh, all right. Well, guess what? I haven't watched whatever <laughs> it was, it was in. XMMA, <laughs> right? So here, here's a little hint. It was in XMMA. This fighter is 1-0. He fought in South Carolina, and his fiance is also a bare oh, fighter. Keith Richardson. There it is. Rockstar. Boom. Nice. Yes, with a little bit of help from his friends. We'll call that a lifeline, and Let's you make say, that. <laughs> Country, last, do the last one. What BKFC fighter did Howard H.D. Davis beat in boxing? H.D. In boxing. Hmm. Who'd he get? Yep, he did fight a BKFC fighter outside of BKFC in boxing and won. Who did he fight? These are tough. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know enough to guess on this one. Boom! Oh, boy, the berserker. He's gonna see this and he's gonna go. I know. I know how he is. He's funny, man. He. I, I love this guy. He's yeah. gonna be like, "Come on, man! Why'd you put me in there like that? You got to talk about <laughs> like that, right? you know? Why you gotta remind me of that shit?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there it is. How many did you get right? How many did you get wrong? You got uh, so you got five right. Well, you got four right, but you were, you got five with a little bit of help. Okay, all right. There you go. I feel like okay. it, I don't know if Tony was in here. Maybe that you know it might have been. I don't know. It might have been a little even. It kind of got tougher, right? Got a little tougher. No, it definitely got. Well, the questions got about links to BKFC instead of actually BKFC. Yeah, yeah. So that, that that's what. You know. I thought those were fun little <laughs> nuggets, you know? Throw a little twist in. <laughs> well, congratulations to Michael Quick of the Donnybrook Company. You are a great artist. Your fantastic. products are fantastic. Everybody Thank go you. to his website and buy his fight posters. But congratulations to you. You're going to Delray Beach, brother. 
Thank you, guys. Congrats, Michael. Thank you, uh, there, there. Country. I really appreciate what you guys are doing. This, not just this, but the page, everything. Uh, it's great to see. Like I, I, I first watched the sport and dove right in, just like you guys. Um, so it's, it's great to see other people doing the same thing. We love it. Appreciate you, Mike. All right, but all right, Mike. Well, we're gonna let you go, and you're gonna get in touch with Russ and Country, and you guys are gonna make the exchange of the goods, and uh, we will talk to you soon, bud. Okay, thanks, brother. Right, later. Thanks for coming on. There it is. There it is, Michael. Quick, hey guys, that was fun. I wish next time. That was awesome. Ne- next time, you fucking stew nods. Uh, all right, <laughs> not you, not you guys. You guys, oh, shady you guys, made it. You guys wa- that watch the show, the guys that watch the show, you guys are here every week. Don't you want to go to a fight live? This was your opportunity. This was your opportunity to get front row (laughs) at the return of Datwin versus Daniel Strauss to go see Honey Badger fight Brutal. It was, it's like you gotta go see HD Davis make his return to the ring, but no, too late. It's in in that tennis uh, arena, right? And it's outdoors. Like for me right now, we're in like 29 degree weather. It's snowing last week. It's fucking crazy around here. I would love to sit in. I don't even care if it's 50 degrees outside. That's beautiful. Okay. I'll be wearing shorts. Okay. Shorts and a hoodie at nighttime. You're used to the snow. Us Floridians ain't used to that shit. (laughs) Man. I see Shady Grady's in the in the chat. He's probably up there freezing, making pancakes right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's in. Shady Grady. He's where, like upstate. He's in bu- Buffalo. Like, is he Buffalo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Buffalo. Yeah. It's probably twelve degrees where he's at right now. Right. Yes. Oh, look at this! I should give away a corner seat on the GoGo title fight. Well, you want to know what? You can give it away right here. We'll right here, baby. We'll take it. What? Yeah, give them these guys. They're helping the sport out all the time. These guys constantly posting everything, always in there supporting the sport, getting along with fans. No volatility, just love. I love it. Bro, this so. is we we appreciate you guys, man. I mean, it's like a, a dream come true. I know I say it every time. I mean, as, as quick as the page blew up and all the fans that are, are like us and stuff and all the fighters getting on the page. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. And then you guys showing us the love. I mean, if you guys are cool, we'll come up with a bunch of stuff to feed you guys. And we want to blow you guys up, your page up as much as, as our page. Well. We appreciate it, and we will absolutely work together. This isn't over. We, You're going to see this is going to be a beautiful relationship right here, and we're going to put our minds together, and we'll come up with some ideas, and we'll do things like this, and we'll, we'll pitch in too now. You know, These guys contacted us, and so now it's our, it's our turn to return the favor, and we'll, we'll do a whole bunch of things like this from here on out. So. Yeah. You guys are awesome, man. Yes, sir. Like fucking celebrities it. and shit. <laughs> sure. I'm just some dude. Yeah, yeah. All right, fellas. Well, this has been a great time. Thank you guys for contributing and make sure that we get you guys hooked up with Debbie and Mike. And we'll talk to you later. All right, brother. All right. Appreciate Thank you, guys. You, Appreciate you. Later, right, guys. Thank you. Later. The guys, the big men over there at Extreme BK fan page, they are awesome. Um, yeah, guys, these guys are serious, and they're these guys are extremely, um, l- you know, loyal and extremely yeah. ge- generous. And they have all kinds of autographed uh, posters, and they get tickets to all these events. And they're like, "Hey, 
we can make this a thing. So if we could figure out how to get a few more contestants that are willing to come on here and have a good time, um, we could do this and you guys can all fucking continue going to events yeah. for free. And, and these are not no bullshit seats. Like we said, yeah, you guys are sitting front row ringside, $175 for the fucking. I, I think now that we've done this for the first time, we've never done anything like quite like this before. Um, we'll, like I said, we'll work together. We'll get more stuff. We'll do more giveaways. It doesn't always have to be tickets. I mean, they gave away that signed poster too, but We'll get all sorts of stuff. I'm sure we can we can work some stuff out with them guys and and maybe even BKFC and see what we can get for gear and stuff like that and uh, get some yep. Mike and Miss show stuff out there, some extreme BK fan stuff out. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna ramp it up. We'll start doing some real fun stuff. So, absolutely. awesome shit. Hey, tomorrow night we got a big show uh, lined up for you guys tomorrow night. I'm gonna pull up my uh, app right quick because I don't have the. I don't have the graphic ready, but at 9.05 tomorrow night, we're going to have Rookie Randall, who's going to be fighting Chancey Wilson on that Delray card. So Rookie first, followed by the co-main event, one half of the co-main event. We talked to Brutal Boswick last week. We're going to have Isaac Doolittle on tomorrow night following Rookie Randall. After him, white boy Renee Rodriguez is coming on. He's making his second fight in the yep. BKFC is second trip to the, to the BKFC ring. But this dude has a ton of bare knuckle experience and he's yep. a really good fighter. Uh, looking really forward to, to seeing Renee Rodriguez, the uh, white boy himself tomorrow night. And then we're going to wrap up the show tomorrow at 10 Oh five. Our final guest of the, of the night will be the other half of the main event on that Delray card. He will be taken on that win. Daniel Strauss will be on the card tomorrow night. So, rookie Randall, Isaac Doolittle, Renee Rodriguez, Daniel Strauss. We got a four banger tomorrow night. It's going to be something. Uh, thank you to Chaz, uh, Chaz Wasserman for coming on. Yep. At two o'clock in the cool morning, guy. where he's at. Yeah. Two a.m. Two a.m. He uh, he made sure to get on with us tonight, and then. Um, you know, thank you to Datwin for popping in and talking to us before he makes his return. Awesome. And the biggest of thank yous to uh, Russ and country for coming on and yep. being so generous with our yep. show. And thanks, Michael Quick, for playing along, right? And uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. We will be back tomorrow. But tonight we are done. Right, Kyle? What do you yeah, say? Yeah, we're done. Uh, to your bum crease, I say peace. Peace.